Welcome to the Level Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking. What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying? How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. How did you handle this? The man's kind of got it good. I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This is really great. I really... Rolling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I love that they put that I get to put my name first. No, I... I've been thinking about this and how we need to change that up. Well, if this is your first time, welcome. We are to wrestling Andre this. and Jeff's podcast <laughs> called <laughs> Lover Work. Welcome to the Lover Work podcast. We are wrestling through this question. Is it possible for both of us to be living our purpose in life, staying married and uh, staying in love and raising children? And we're interviewing hopefully over 100 couples over the next two years. And this is the podcast where you get to hear about some of them. You can also follow us at instagram.com forward slash love or work. And that's where we'll have all the information that we can uh, in our learnings. But today we get to learn from Brian and Carrie. Yeah, so we are getting to talk to Brian and Carrie Foss. They co-founded a company together called Lollaboo. And it is an Atlanta-based business that creates simple baby-wearing products. Uh, Basically, everybody should know that it is the best baby shower gift ever. It's the best little thing to give to anybody who's pregnant and now about you, to have a baby. Now, if you do that, now, now you're... But don't take, don't, don't really do it because that's my gift. That's like your thing. That's my go-to, guys. It is my go-to baby shower gift. It is a great gift, and uh, they're great people. Uh, a couple things to be listening for as we get into this uh, interview. The first thing is one part they talk about how busy they were, that something happened, they got busy. That was like the... The most and vague. I was like, way to downplay the something busy. that was huge. Their busy moment they were talking about was literally the girlfriend of Michael Phelps, the f- most famous Olympian ever of all time, was wearing a lullaboo while watching my P- Michael Phelps swim in, in the, the Olympics. Olympics. And so, and then the USA Today, all uh, these people, Us Weekly, up. they said this is like the coolest things out right then. So, and all of a sudden, like the product went crazy. It went crazy. So that. To say they were busy was an understatement. The second thing was they referred to a TV show that yeah. you'll hear about that Steve Harvey uh, is the host of. It's called Thunderdome. <laughs> I didn't even know what the name was, but that's hilarious. Thunderdome. And so they were featured on there. And then the last thing was they talk about their goats and chickens and their farm. Well, they talk about their garden. And I don't think people really understand that it is like an all out farm in Atlanta. Yeah. In the middle of the city, they're basically living off the grid. Pretty much. For the most They're part. They're amazing. And uh, you're going to get to hear from These are people that we really love. Brian and Carrie. I, I shared an office with Brian for, I think, three years. I know. They're the best. And uh, it's been fun to see their project grow, see the tensions and what that means for their marriage and their family. And yeah. um, you're so going to hear all about it. So let's get to it. Let's do it. Uh, so we're with Brian and Carrie. Uh, could you guys just share a little bit about what you do to start us off? Sure. So we have a business called Lollaboo. Uh, we make simple baby wearing products because we just want as many people to baby wear as possible so that they can enjoy it. So that means we make shirts for moms and dads to put newborns in very easily. I like the explanation. Though. I know. This, That's we like already, the woman right there. Listen, let me break it down for we, you. <laughs> we already are getting like the personalities coming out. One is on brand and one is explaining, right? The practical side. We're good partners in this. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys work together every day? 
Like this is a like a partnership in this in this thing. So we did for um, almost five years. Just recently, uh, we hired uh, a new team member to take Carrie's spot because we're expecting our third child. But for about five years, yes, we did this together um, at work and at home. So I had my last day two months ago or so. Mm -hmm. That was kind of crazy. But that's crazy just working together. I mean, first of all, I could never work with Jeff. So we got I mean, this project is really... (laughs) been amazing already right uh no so that had to be just a learning and adjustment of like you live together you work together doing it all together talk about like some of those like highs and lows in that well you know it was just making me think when we first met we worked at disney and at disney there was kind of this policy there like don't date the people that are on the team and so we actually worked together then and kind of had to hide that we were dating for a bit but i think carrie and i have always worked together really well like that actually wasn't the challenge for us wasn't so much our dynamics it was more like fitting it into the rest of our lives i don't know what you I say i think that? it was as the different seasons of our business changed that needed to change how our dynamics were and that was more what became challenging not us working together so it was easier when we just had one child and our business was a baby too and then as our business started to grow and then we had our second child that's when it started to really I think become more crazy for us because there was more demands on us in all areas. Okay, so you, uh, you've been working, you recently stopped working, and it's not that you're not involved anymore, but you worked together for all the way back since Disney and then um, have been partners in this, in this new journey. Um, so if you were talking to someone that was potentially starting a new project as a couple, what advice would you give them? Well, I do want to comment on one thing. I was just realizing, you know, Carrie actually got in this to support me. Like I was the entrepreneur launching this thing and I was struggling some because trying to do everything myself. And Carrie stepped in, I think, just as my wife saying, I want to help you and said, how can I help you? And what started off as I'll help you one day a week eventually turned into Carrie and I are like full time doing this together. Literally, it started because he was having too much time sitting in front of the computer and his hands were hurting. So we were brainstorming. I was like, what if I just sit there and you tell me what to type? Or what if (laughs) we just started like doing this brainstorm at at Plywood Place, actually just sitting here trying to figure it out. And then I was like, wait a second, here's all this stuff that you do that I can do that you can stop doing and I'll just do. How about we do that? And you go play with our son one day a week. And so that's really what started for us. I think for us, there wasn't as much this dichotomy of both of us trying to be in charge because Brian had the vision more for like, this is what we're doing. And I was coming alongside. So we didn't have like this constant like butting heads of he wants to take this direction. I want to take this other direction. It was more, we kind of divided out. You're going to own this. You're going to own this. And within each of those areas, you can make all the decisions. We'll consult each other, but ultimately you can decide. And I think that was helpful. Yeah. And so where some couples might maybe uh, contrast with each other in conflict, I think for us, we aligned so much that in a ne- 
it helped us some, but in a negative way, we might have made ourselves extreme in that we're both very dedicated to what we do. We don't really give up. And so I think it led to us pushing ourselves really far, working extra hard, working nights and weekends, like doing whatever it took to make whatever happened that needed to happen. Um, because we both have that personality and we actually kind of amplify each other. And if it's just one of us in isolation, we're a little more mellow on that. But the two of us together, um, just very uh, dedicated to things. High expectations. Yeah, high expectations. <laughs> no conflict with that, though, right? Like, no struggles with that uh, pushing too hard, though, right? Just worked it all out, worked itself out. The biggest time when that actually became problematic was when we had our daughter. Because which it, is their second second child. Yeah, that's when really up until that point, it actually we had we had conflict more with struggles that the business were were up against, things that weren't going our way, things that we had to navigate, but not as much between us. Once we had our second child, then and my son stopped napping, then I didn't have three hours every day to work on stuff. And we didn't have childcare, so I was watching the kids and trying to do all the stuff we were doing. Meanwhile, our business was really exponentially growing. That's when all kinds of bad things started to happen. Yeah, and we had divided <laughs> up responsibilities, so a lot of days we started talking about things. Well, hey, how can I come home? Like I could work, you know, seven a.m. to like one p.m. and then I can come home and watch the kids, so you can go into and then work. You wouldn't come home from one home late, to, and I'd be like, I have all this work to do. Well, it really became a conflict where we were trading time. Either um, like one of us could be in the business and one of us could be at home, and one side or the other was always losing out, and we didn't have a good solution for how to solve that. That's when I started to realize that I couldn't keep doing everything I'm doing, and at first I just kept trying to do everything I was doing, but then I started to get really bitter about it because I resented the fact that I was stuck doing two full-time things and failing at all of them and just feeling like well she says she's I failing she it. was actually doing a really good job this gets to the unrealistic expectations i'll tell you like for us we've had to work on this we expect we'll do something and so then when we accomplish it we didn't celebrate it as much it's just like well we expected that so now on to the next thing mm -hmm. and so then if we weren't meeting what we were it was either like perfection or you know failure yeah that's it. And so that's something we've had to work on. Yeah. I think with that too, it led to then because we didn't have as much margin to be able to do the things we needed to do during like work hours or things like that, then our nights were more just, we had to talk about bigger decisions that were happening within our organization or different things like that, because that was our one time where both of us were in the same place before that so a lot a lot of meetings at night like while brushing teeth getting ready for bed like this was a reality yeah not good reality like taking over mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about like you guys have created this product that gives you an opportunity to multitask in a lot of ways and that's not the mm -hmm. only goal of it right but that's part of it which yeah. is i mean this is not uncommon for mothers today, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is a, I mean, how, how, what other uh, conversations have you had with others related to this in, in relation to your product? I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I think for moms, there's this tension that people are trying to balance as it relates to, okay, I'm a mom now. What do I do? Am I going to work full time? Have my kids in childcare full time, part time and part time, no time and all time. I mean, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And some kind of hybrid of that. And I think when it doesn't work, 
is when you don't actually have a sustainable setup for what split you're trying to do. Hmm. So if you're trying to do full-time work and full-time childcare, you have that time dedicated to do what you need to do in work. That doesn't mean there's not going to be tensions, but you have like some time carved out on it. So I think it was just us not setting up a realistic situation. That's really good advice. Like, so you were saying like you were trying to work and trying to care for these kids without giving yourself any nanny or break or daycare or something. It was impossible. Right. So it's not like you were trying to base it off of nap time. The nap time went away and it's like, Wait, where's well, the extra well, nap hour? Time and early on when it was just Levi, our son, and he was mm-hmm. younger, we'd, I'd bring him along to things. I mean, I would bring him to negotiate things, business deals. He, he got a lot of experience in his first <laughs> six months to two years of being involved in like everything we did. But there becomes a point where, okay, his life is not completely intertwined in what we're doing. And so that, that passed as well. Yeah. I'd say a benefit that came from this experience, though, that I've really enjoyed about our business and we're still growing in is being able to provide opportunities to our team members. So mm-hmm. we have several people on our team who are moms and have kids, and we want to try to provide flexible arrangements for them because we didn't fully have that. I mean, Carrie, one of the reasons she left her corporate job is it was, well, you're going to come back full time or you're not going to come back. And that didn't work. And we've seen that with some of our team members, too. So we try to, as a business, offer flexibility because I don't have to have somebody work full time. They can, but they can also work part time uh, or a couple hours. So we have a mom that works remotely. We have moms on our team that work full time and we give them flexible schedules. We have moms on our team that work part time, whatever works for their schedule. Um, So that's a fun thing to be able to offer. I think the biggest advice in all that is just be realistic about the season you're in, how old your kids are, what they need what you need in order to do what you're trying to pursue. Cause if you don't, you're just setting yourself up for burnout and frustration. Yeah. And it was really when we found out, Oh, we're expecting our third child that we said we have to hire somebody for Carrie's position. I think had, um, we not been expecting a third child, we, we, she'd probably still be working in the business, but it's actually been a really good thing. It's been a good thing for our family. It's been a good thing for our team. Um, but it took that happening to make us finally take that step. So was there any, like, if you can pick a situation or a moment or a time that was the hardest moment for you guys in terms of that balance kind of structure? I have two. (laughs) (laughs) One. Brian's Brian's like, I don't know. One is literally the week my second child was born and I was responsible for our social media and all and all and our production and everything everything that i was still doing i was still responsible for and there was no one to do any of it for me yeah at that time we that didn't was we didn't have awful. a team it was just the two of us so basically i have yeah. all these people being mad at me because i'm not responding to them on social media and i'm like people i just delivered a baby go away <laughs> and brian's trying to do all of his stuff and going back to work because there's we don't have a team there's no one doing anything and that was super hard it was really hard to be in that physical state where you've just literally had a child and you don't get like one day maternity leave yeah and that was, i mean that was tough too because at that time i want to stay home i want to help out i want to be with my newborn child and help my wife and you have to fulfill orders but i ha- but yeah i was fulfilling <laughs> orders and doing customer service and you actually physically do that stuff and so before that really pushed that we we have to build out a team the second one was the launch of our three new products last year 
So we had worked really hard to redo the suit shirt, add the dad shirt, launch leggings. We did a really awesome crowdfunding campaign and had a social media post that went viral. And the month was awesome. But at the same time, it was crazy because there was so much to do to actually get all those products produced and fulfilled. And we were going to a trade show and we were also filming to be on TV at the same time. And it was just mayhem. I lost my voice. I couldn't talk for two weeks. Yeah, she lost her voice it was for two like, weeks leading up to being on television. I think just that season also was just like, this is too much. I can't keep doing this. Like, this is crazy. And something has to change because um, I'm about to break down. <laughs> so what happened? What, how did you get out of that moment? I mean, partially you grit your teeth and you made it through it. But then what? Um, I th- well, I can exp- I can remember the exact moment. So we've been on this TV show now. Which, and- by the way, these interviews are not meant to create <laughs> fights on the way home. Remember yeah. the backside? Like these are. Meant- it was funny. We were talking with a, uh, some people a couple weeks ago, and we we're like, "Just so you know, we know on the way home, you guys are going to have a discussion about this." <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's just to kind of understand it and relate with other people. So well, ahead. in that particular uh, situation, yes, we had just been at a week-long trade show, and we had this opportunity to be on national television, and they just happened to back up back to back, and so we had two weeks straight of being away from home, having people watch our kids for us, and then we go on the TV show, and, and we lost. It was a game show, and I think coming back to the uh, hotel after we lost, we were just like completely out of energy, like realized how much we had given over the last couple of weeks. And it was kind of a down moment, right? Cause you do things like that. You want to win. Right. And I think it just made us realize we've been giving too much, uh, to our profession and to our business. And we need to step back and say, what rhythms do we want as a family? And so it was actually a really good starting point to dive into that conversation more seriously to say, we don't want to get back to this point again where we've kind of given everything to this, even if we had won, like it's almost good that we lost because it made us say this wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think it would have been worth it, it even created, if we had like, won. It created yeah. a reevaluation a little bit for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. So yeah. since all this, and obviously now, I mean, it sounds like you're talking a lot more about balance and um, or like rest and all of that. So how does your rhythms, what rhythms have you developed? What ways have you used rest or um, vacation mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? What what have you kind of established now yeah. to kind of protect y'all and your families from? That's a good question. So really the answer is over most of this time, we didn't protect ourselves or our family. Um, before we had children, Um, Carrie worked for Delta Airlines and once a month we would travel somewhere around the world. So we had this built in at least three days a month. We were off somewhere, just the two of us. And that was a really good rhythm for us to constantly connect. the joys of no children. (laughs) Working for Delta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our favorite thing to do was to go to a national park for a three day weekend. We would do that sometimes twice a month. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, we're both doing our own business. We're not really giving ourselves no benefits. Money. We didn't really have extra money. Um, and it's like, well, whatever. We got to enjoy ourselves a lot for the last handful of years. So, And we kind of just went through this season of years of not really resting, not really taking breaks. Um, even on our weekends, because um, I'm kind of a, I see possibilities and I like to take on projects. Even when I wasn't quote unquote working for Lollaboo, I was always working on some project. So typically Saturdays were me working on personal projects. And I realized the only time that I would sit still for an entire week and not work on something was like the one hour I was at church. 
Um, and where that really hit me is they asked me at church, like, hey, can you start um, serving and taking <laughs> care of the kids during the service? And I just like, I, like no. I had this major pushback. And I realized, I thought about it, I was like, it's because it's the only hour I give myself all week to just sit. Um, and I was like, they're taking my one hour from me. So <laughs> what we've done is um, this year we've been taking Saturdays off. So Saturday is not a work day, meaning you can't work in the yard. You can't work on productive things. You are resting. We're, we're spending time with period. our family and with friends. Basically. And that's been a big deal because before normally Brian would be out in the yard from like sun up till sundown doing stuff. And that's how Saturdays were for our family. We don't really do stuff with our kids. We'd be like, you can play outside while we're like keeping up our yard and our farm and all these things. And now we just let it sit and we have more weeds and that's okay. And we have more rest and mm. it's better. And it was weird at first because it was like, what do we do? Cause you're so used yeah, it to was, like, it was like withdrawals. It really was. I, I'd sit was like, there and I'd have a hard time being like, well, what do I do if I'm not like working on something? Cause I like working on things. And so it took a, at least a month to start to just be able to relax and enjoy just playing with my kids. And right. I'm not trying to sound like a bad dad. I do spend a lot of time with my kids, but it's always been in a very like productive context not just like a plain resting context i love that you said we have more weeds and that's okay okay <laughs> and more rest and that's better i think that's such a great you should like put that <laughs> up in your house like with a drawing of weeds around the yeah. words keep yeah. yeah yeah keep reminding of that so yeah, yeah if, if you're if you're if your garden is too perfect it means you're not spending enough time resting maybe yeah. i don't know or something in the yeah. what true. else do you have? yeah i don't know i was that's definitely probably the biggest thing so many I think I guess you know both of you guys struggle with about like letting the weeds grow or letting the imperfections be okay mm -hmm. and be a part of it um how is that translated to like even with work I mean has that translated over in that department or is it still pretty like serious about that well I think for me one thing was just getting to the point where I'm saying I'm going to train someone else on this and then I'm going to trust that they're equipped and capable to handle it and to make the right choices and to do the right thing. And they might not do what I would have done, but it, they're going to, they're going to be effective at it and I'm going to let it go. And so that was a, I mean, that's a big thing when you've been like growing this thing from the start. It's your baby. Yeah. To then say, here it is, mm -hmm. go for it. hope you do a good job, but really just, resting in that and saying, you know what, sometimes there's a season where my most effective contribution is to pass it off to someone else and then to pray that they're wise in what they do and they have success in what they do and to let it be. And so for me, that's been a really life-giving transition and I think for our family as well because it's allowed our household to be more kept up instead of always neglected so that we can yeah, in the evenings after dinner and after the kids are in bed, now we can just um, talk or we can, you know, do something like, hey, I'm going to exercise some or I'm going to read a book. Whereas for a long time it was, now's the time for us to collaborate together on our work because it's the only time we have together, you know. So this project overall, um, one thing you guys didn't share about Lalibu is that you give a portion of your uh, 
of your profits or revenue? It's, it's sales. sales. Yeah, we give 2% of all sales. Yeah. So you've been able to give thousands of dollars. Yeah, right? I don't know the exact number now, but it's probably like over $50,000. Yeah. To um, uh, Now you're giving to multiple organizations, but historically you gave to to basically mothers in, in Africa that mm-hmm. were starting their own businesses. But the premise of this whole project that we're working on is this key question that Andre and I keep wrestling with is, is it possible to both for both of us to be living on purpose, trying to change the world, mm-hmm. um, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? And I'm, quest- I'm, I'm curious how you would answer that question, each of you. And you could honestly be in disagreement. It, it could. I just want to know what you think. Yeah, I think I think we will have some different opinions on this. I'm, Carrie, you go ahead and share. I know you have thoughts on this. Um, I think for me, this question kind of gets to more of a faith thing because it makes me think. All right, when God created us, He created us as limited beings, and He is the one that's limitless. And so I think our culture right now has this movement of like, can we all do it all? and trying to like put that on like can i instead of being subject to the fact that i'm like a created thing that has to rest and that needs that has limits can i just supersede all that kind of and i think that for me the answer is you can't do it all like yes you can have a family and you can stay married and you can do something that matters but i think there's going to be trade-offs among those constantly and throughout time, it's not like you're going to have 100% on all of those all the time because its I don't think it's realistic. So you might have a season where your marriage is closer and you're cheating your work or your family is closer and you know, or your kids need to just have a little bit less of your attention because this thing at work is happening or whatever. But I don't think it's like, yeah, we can just do everything always. And I think another component of this is within our culture right now, there's this feeling that if we can do that all, then we'll be fulfilled. Then we'll feel like we matter because look at all of that we accomplished. And I think that that's something that people chase. And if you actually get to it, you realize that that's one of those things that doesn't actually fulfill you. Like it's not that these aren't important things because they all are, but it's kind of like deep down as humans, I don't think that, those accomplishments fulfill us. I think it's like knowing like who we are in Christ, like knowing him and um, that it's not our striving. Well, well I'll add to this. Gets that, us to, um, I mean, there's lots of people that have accomplished lots more than we have. But one thing we've been able to learn is we've been able to accomplish a lot of things that maybe a lot of people strive for kind of early in our life. Like we were both really successful in things growing up and in academics. And then we've launched a business. We've traveled the whole world. We've traveled the world. We've renovated a house. We've built a house. We've done these a lot of these big things that people strive to do. And at the end of each one, um, it hasn't brought maybe the fulfillment or happiness that we thought it might. So it was this big realization to us early on that that fulfillment doesn't necessarily come from just achieving the the dreams you're going after. And so how I would answer your question is, um, I think you have to choose what you're going to prioritize. And I think one of the goals for me is to understand what the trade-offs are and just be realistic about what am I choosing to do and what am I choosing um, to not invest in as much and to just be okay about that. I don't want to get to a point where I look back and say, wow, for the last 20 years, I didn't spend my time how I wanted to. I want to choose 
and acknowledge where I'm going to invest in and where I'm not. The challenge is intellectually I can make the decisions, but sometimes my actions don't still align with the decision That's I've made. That's the case for us because yeah. we're sitting here saying like, when you ask us the question, this is what we intellectually think. Mm. When you see how we've lived our life the last five years, we've not done that because we've sacrificed the other important arenas for this project we're pursuing. So we're trying to make some corrections there, and we're trying to figure that out. I yeah. think you guys are a little hard on yourselves too, but... <laughs> I think it's about the journey too, right? I mean, like, this is the journey and the ride that you, like, travel through. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have those first five years of, like, the struggle... And the like maybe on the wrong side of the yeah. pendulum right now of where you want to necessarily kind of be. But if you don't have those five, then you don't know how to even move beyond that to get to something different, you know? Right, or yeah. what adjustments are yeah. needed. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I was on the ride with you guys for a lot of it, right next to you, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I would say if some of those first years were actually really beautiful years. You had mm -hmm. an excess amount of an unusually excessive amount of time with the kids mm -hmm. in, in a really great balanced way, mm -hmm. in a really good way. And then some of the success brought challenges, yeah. which was, I think, a different tension in it. Um, yeah. I think I, I, the thing that I've loved watching as you guys have processed through this was it you were constantly wrestling with it, and I think that's where potentially the, I get concerned when people aren't concerned about that. You know, yeah. so I, mm -hmm. I think you guys are a little hard on yourselves, but... I love that you guys are processing through it. Uh, do you have any more questions? No. I think this is great. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. spending Thanks time for meeting with us. With us. Thank you. We enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for the breakdown. The lovely breakdown. Wow. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. So I really, really liked one part that they talked about about their weeds in our garden and that's okay uh, because having a little bit more rest is better i really resonated with that i felt like they yeah because our garden looks horrible oh my gosh our garden talk about weeds uh that but also just you know it's a this perfectionism that we kind of seem to feel like we have to strive for in almost every area of our lives is completely like unattainable yeah, and unrealistic impossible. and impossible and to just be able to let parts of that go in our lives and rest and enjoy it um i just you know i love the visual of that walking in our backyard going you know what it's okay it's okay the second thing i would i really loved about this and, and to give context we we did that interview in their office which was really fun because their whole staff was listening in and I remember when we walked out, uh, people were like, man, that was good. They have really good things to say. That was like their stat. It was kind of funny. I know. They're all looking at each other. Like, yeah. We're, we we're, didn't even know our bosses were so great. We're proud of, we're proud of them. Anyways, uh, the second thing I was going to say is um, it's impossible to do both full-time childcare and full-time work. Find a hybrid of this and make it work for you. Yeah. I mean, I think women, right? We all get this in some capacity. Um, I've definitely gone through all forms of childcare from daycare to a nanny to a friend helping me out to uh, school to all the above. And um, it's just, I think uh, you just got to make work what works for your family. And that's 
that. I mean, I don't think that there's a formula. Yeah, to try to do both is very, very difficult. Yeah, and there's no formula, and there's no right and wrong. Right, and then the third thing I was going to say... So, don't be haters about that daycare. Yeah, this kind of relates to it. Be realistic about the season that you are in and adjust expectations accordingly. There are some seasons. There are some seasons where... Um, different things take different priorities. Right. And so starting to name what is most important at that time and then building lives around that, I think that's important. Or even just addressing that this is a season of crazy, right? And um, crazy for either your job, my job, whatever um, whatever it is, but just you know, naming that, but then um, adjusting our family accordingly and giving a grace accordingly in those seasons. It's really good. Well, that was a great interview. I'm so thankful uh, for Brian and Carrie. You can get your next shower gift at... Oh, Lalaboo. Lalaboo.com. You can take it. L- I'll let you. L-A-L-A-B-U.com. These are great people to support their work. Yeah. And we believe in them. So we're thankful to have them. We love them. That's the Love of Work podcast. Yeah.